Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Daniel. We are in studio today. Luke and Dan in the same room. That's right. The boys are back in town. So, <laughs> so just we're, this is second episode of Three Body Problem. Uh, we've read through chapter 23, so up to chapter 24. And as promised in the last episode... We're going to we're going to do a little fact check on ourselves for the uh, for the for the historical accuracy. Right. We did a little research because in the last episode we thought maybe the author was exaggerating for the crazy stuff that happened in the very first chapter. Turns out he was not. Right. Not at all. Not at all. So if you're like me and you didn't know anything about Chinese history until now. Welcome. <laughs> there was something called the Cultural Revolution that happened in the 1960s where a bunch of academics and professors and people who were considered anti-revolutionary were killed or beaten in public or killed themselves. And there are actually several well-known astrophysicists who this happened to. So, on a scale of zero being exactly what happened and ten being an extreme exaggeration, I think our author was at about a zero in terms <laughs> of how much he was exaggerating what happened in chapter one. Right, right. Yeah, I checked I check this out a little bit too, and he seems pretty true to form as to what happened. So... Who would have thought that a Chinese That's... author would know <laughs> Chinese history really well? Yeah, what a what a twist. Um, so yeah, there's there's some the basis of this is is pretty spot on. Let's we can we'll, we'll we'll go ahead and start talking about the book a little bit. I want to maybe maybe offer a little caveat on this episode a little bit. Okay, just. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be your thoughts, but this is just a, 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 a warning to listeners. If you love this book, this might not be a great episode for you from my perspective, because I, I might, I, I'm just warning you ahead of time, I might be a little bit critical of it, and that's just, it's just my opinion, you know? Yeah. I'm, I would, I'm sure this is, people love this book, you know? I'm I've, I'm in the minority, I think. So you can tell me I'm wrong. I would, I would, I would love for you to tell me why I'm wrong. But mm. I just want you to know, I don't want you going into this episode being like, yes, I can't wait for all the great things they're going to say, or Luke's going to say about this book. Because you might be disappointed. Yeah, I mean, Barack Obama loves this book. He's, so. he's smarter than me. <laughs> So, I mean, that's not going to change how we talk about this book, Luke. Right. Speaking of which. Um, so, in, in these chapters, we get a lot more of this video game that's happening. The three-body problem. That Wang has been playing. And in our last episode, I think... We were, we were a little naive, Luke. We were a little naive because when we were thinking of cool games for this V-suit that would be way cooler than the three-body problem, we, we stuck pretty G-rated. True. But we find out in these chapters that you can get a little frisky in the V-suit <laughs> because one of the... One of the players in the game offers for Wang to go have sex with one of the women who has just been undehydrated in a big, like, weird orgy down by the lake. And fortunately for us, Wang says no. <laughs> but what this says to me is that these V-suits have this capability, and the most popular game for these v-suits is probably something like splat.net where 
it's basically like that scene in the matrix where neo goes into a white room and he says we need guns lots of guns and then big racks of guns show up except it's with sex toys (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i'm not surprised that this is a function on this v-suit i don't think because like why if it is that this would be their biggest marketing campaign. I feel like this would be the first. That would be the first, first thing, pe- thing people would buy this V suit for. Right. I am glad we didn't talk about it because and, and give out ideas because this is a this is a family podcast, Dan. Everybody knows that. That's right. We're here for we're here for family. <laughs> but so let's just given that the most popular games for this would be sex simulators wang has one of these at his work oh how did they convince the boss to get one of these v suits installed in the office well okay so one interesting thing about this is it seems like it's almost a computer so you can type in a a web address so Mm -hmm. it's not like you have to buy physical copies of the game right but i bet they could do they could block these websites. Oh, I see. So the the work has blocked Splat.net. Right, all the obvious ones. But yeah. you know there's some sneaking through. Yeah, if this is if this is any work filter that I know, there are ways around it. Yeah. Yeah. There are people in there just Okay, I, I said that with too much confidence, I'm <laughs> I'm realizing. Yeah, let's wait, let's cut yeah, let's cut that. <laughs> if my boss is listening. I have no idea how to get around the work filters. No idea. No idea. They're too powerful. But yeah, that's a good... That's a fair point. Luke, there's another level to this. Wang disappears from his house for four days. He's drinking with the detective, sleeping in his car. He comes back with one of these V-suits. What is his wife thinking? Oh, you can't be thinking anything good right there. And he spe- he then proceeds to spend a day or two just using the V-suit. We have not heard a word about Wang's wife since he took all those pictures and freaked her the fuck out. She's not hyped. And then he comes home with one of these sex suits and spends <laughs> nonstop 24 hours a day in it unless he goes out to a coffee shop to meet some enthusiasts oh, of this no. V-suit. <laughs> not a good sign. Oh, you know what oh. I think happened, though? The reason we haven't heard anything about his wife? She's already gone. She's She took oh, the kid, yeah. and she's like, I'm out of here. She's, this been, guy's... she's been ready for this opportunity. Yeah. I'm taking Junior. We're going to my mother's this house. Was the la- this was not a a weird turn for Wang that she's like, what is he doing? This is This is the last straw, I think. I see. This is an opportunity that she's found. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. left for four days, and that was just enough time for her to pack up and get out of This there. is like her friends have been telling her, like, this guy, I don't know. But she's, she just doesn't believe him. Right. Until this chaos that he unleashed, <laughs> he comes, oh my gosh, this is absurd for what he's doing. Yeah, she's out. She's out for sure. She's so gone. Um... But he, here's the thing. He doesn't even notice. Right. There is never any mention well, so far. He's got far. the V-suit now. <laughs> he's got his virtual wife <laughs> and his virtual kid to take pictures with. I just think it's the the series of events, the things that Wang has done in his life in this book are insane. Right. And I will, I will say he's going, what's happening to him is pretty wild, but you still communicate a little bit, I would say. With your wife? Your kids. Yeah. I don't even know his wife's name. Did he say her name? You know, I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah. Wang. Okay. Another, another little thing about. Wang that's kind of that's we're just building Wang's character a little bit another thing he says he's talking about she the detective 
and he describes him as, or he says, she fears nothing because he knows nothing. That's a tough hit on she. It's just... Does he say that to she? No, I don't think no, so. No, no, he's just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a wild thing to say, too, because she has a great theory about what's going on. Right. And she's theory... I feel like she's theory is right. And there's a section in the reading where this organization is trying to get people to not trust science. Yeah, yeah. She's definitely right. She is on top of it. Wang is so full of himself. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Wang sucks. Wang, okay, yeah. Wang actually really does suck. <laughs> I feel like she goes home, and when Wang is complaining the whole time about she being super rude, she goes home and is like, I just got to get this guy through it. I just got to get as much information as I can out of this guy. I feel like she doesn't badmouth Wang because she is like... She's bigger than that. She's bigger than that, yeah. <laughs> but Wang is just constantly complaining about she when she is just trying to... She is like pretty nice to Wang. Yeah, in his own way. In his own in way. His own, yeah, in his own way. But Wang... Oh, man. Wang. Okay. Speaking of she... This, I think his name is Pan. Mm-hmm. Pan murders one of the leaders of the Frontiers of Science. I think her name is Shen. Yeah, something like that. And they decide that Pan is the head suspect and they're trying to catch him. And Wang goes to this meeting with five other people. No, seven other people and Pan. And he says to she, hey, she, Pond's here. And she says, well, just act natural. Mm-hmm. We're, we're ready. We'll get him. And they go through this whole meeting. A couple people get kicked out because they're not on board. And then nothing happens. And then Wang goes home and plays with his V-suit more. Right. What happened to catching Pond? So my guess is just that Pawn is the suspect, mm-hmm. but they don't have, maybe they don't have concrete evidence to arrest him. Okay, two things to that. One, I don't really know how the criminal justice system in China works. Right, yeah. So I don't know if they even need... Yeah, who knows the level of proof that they actually need. Yeah, proof to arrest somebody. And two... They saw a car, like his car drive away. Oh, that's true. they have a witness saying he was threatening Shen. That seems like, at least here, that seems like enough to at least book somebody and bring him in for questioning. Yeah. The other thing is you could go to some of these meetings. You mean she could go to some of these meetings? Yes. Or any, anyone, why, okay, why is Wang not wearing a wire? I, that's a good question. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't trust Wang. Fair. But, okay, the, this would be the easiest organization to infiltrate. Which we see, we see that happening. Because Wang, I guess we can call that infiltrating. But, okay, this first meeting is like invite only, I guess. And there's right. only a few of them, so they know who. Yeah. This second meeting we see at the end of this section is like 300 people. And again, invite only, I think. Yeah. But that invite just comes from being at a certain level in this game. The other thing is, it doesn't seem like they're checking the invites. No. So Wang could tell... And I assume people already know about this meeting. Mm-hmm. Like, she maybe already knows. Mm-hmm. Why are they not there? Because here, the, everyone's saying what they've been doing. Yeah. It's he like... says that he killed, uh, what's her name? Shen, I think. Yeah. Why are there not people in this meeting doing stuff? <laughs> right. Like, this is incredibly incriminating. If They don't even need a detective in the room. They just need a microphone. They need Wang on a wire. Right, Because they hear everybody just admitting all these crimes. And if you think about the crimes are that they're admitting to, 
in the U.S., it wouldn't be a huge deal for people to be saying things like we're trying to overturn the government. I mean, yes, we would probably they would probably be on some watch list somewhere, but they wouldn't be immediately arrested for it. But in China, yeah, I feel like they would be immediately arrested for it. Yeah, probably. And so this seems like super serious offenses that people are talking about now. Given what we know about Xi, I think he already knows. You think so? You think she's like a step ahead of the game? I think she is playing chess, and he's like five moves ahead. Okay. Because I think that's why they didn't arrest Pan, because they wanted to follow him and oh. learn more about the organization, uh huh, and find out that Yi, who is the old woman from the very, who is the, I think she was a young student at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and she seems like she's the head of this organization which the organization seems to have this goal of overthrowing the world stability, like allowing these aliens, which we'll get to that in a minute, but allowing these aliens to take over the world. It seems like Yi is the one organizing all that. So maybe she is trying to undermine their plans, but like by being a step ahead of all of them. Okay. I think... I think that would make sense in a way, but I think he's playing three. And if that's the truth, I think he's playing three D chess when he could win if he was playing checkers. You know what I mean? Like everyone, all of the leaders of this organization are there, right? And the, it seems like it seems to me like the only way, reason this organization has been successful in the past is because no one knows about them yes yes i just you could arrest all of them you could have a microphone in there for this meeting Uh uh-huh and then let's say maybe the idea or or you're not beating them because maybe no one's going to believe you release the audio tape of this plot and be like yeah these people are trying to end the world (laughs) And even if you think they're crazy, even if you think, oh, there are no aliens, this is ridiculous, they're still overthrowing governments. They're still trying to undermine the world stability. Right. That's a crime. <laughs> I'm no detective, but that's a crime. <laughs> Arrest them. But yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe she is trying too hard. Like, this is much simpler than yeah. he's making it. Yeah. But he's trying to line up like a five jump move to get them all when it's like, no, they only have like three pieces left. Just Yeah. So, okay. We talked about last episode, the, the governments that are, I guess, fighting this. Mm-hmm. They call it a war. Yes. My guess is that this is what they're referring to. I think so. Now, I can't tell if they're referring to a war between the people who are there trying to undermine the government or between the aliens. I don't know which. Right. Yet. My so my thoughts are that the aliens that are going to come when they come there will be a war. But my I don't know if this is true, but I I took it as they're fighting a war right now on this like information um or like degradation of science and So you're telling me they're going on Facebook and trying to delete fake news articles and trying to tell people to vaccinate their children and they're losing is what you're telling me. Yeah, partially. Yes. Uh Oh, (laughs) tough war. (laughs) But so I think that these are the people that they're fighting against, right? This organization. It doesn't seem... It doesn't seem that hard to fight against them. And this goes back to our point last episode that I don't know if you agreed with me, but I think that the people in the organization or the government that is fighting the war are terrible at their jobs. Yeah, either that, either that or the governments aren't really taking this seriously. Like, they recognize that this is a pretty minor thing, but they need to deal with it. And so they've told some, like, low-ranking officials that this is a really vital mission for them to do, and they're 
desperately needed to do this. They just haven't given them a lot of funding. Okay, yeah, this is okay. This is it. I think so. So <laughs> they've got a couple people or a few people that they are sick of, but they can't just fire or get rid of. So they put them on this project. <laughs> and they're always talking it up to make it sound like it's much more important. Right. Like, oh, yeah, you need to get some local information, maybe hire a few police officers from the area to give you some of that on the ground intel about what's going on. And really, it's like, yeah, they just don't have any money. The, so. Yeah. OK, this would explain the fact that they have like servers on the ground, no organization, all that kind of stuff, because they don't have any money. And they're in, and they're not the best people at their job. But I think she is good at his job. And he's just like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Right. <laughs> right. Well, and so it's kind of like Red Coast. Like the metaphor of Red Coast seems to apply to this too. Like this is a government program that didn't get nearly enough funding. The goal was something that was kind of absurd in the first place, like finding aliens. Like, okay, sure. And so they didn't really spend a lot of time and resources on it. And everybody kind of just wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. And that is what all these governments have done with this, like, secret war, in quotes, okay, that they're yeah. fighting. Yeah. I like that explanation. <laughs> because, and here's here's the other thing about it. We don't even know that any of the aliens are real. Right. We've been introduced to these aliens. The, the way Wang learned about the aliens was he went to a video game meetup and Pan who he is pretty sure murdered Shen, said, the game is real, it's based on aliens who are real, and so... Yeah. Have fun. And when is, Wang just thinks, well, we don't know what Wang thinks, but he doesn't, he doesn't say, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is... God, God, Wang is very gullible. Right, again, we don't know if Wang believes it. True. But it doesn't seem like he has... He didn't have a moment where he said, I don't know if there are really aliens, but this game is fun. Which would be objectively wrong, but... (laughs) Can we... Okay, can we actually talk about this meeting for a second? Yeah. And how much it escalates? Okay. (laughs) So, the beginning of this is them kind of talking about the game a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, what he tells them, I think he tells them it's real, and that this alien force is can come and, like, help. He he uses this metaphor of Europeans coming to uh, the Aztecs, I think. Yes. Let's, we'll set that aside. (laughs) But he, and then he's asking for their help basically in getting these aliens to come in and almost destroy the the human race. Yeah. And five out of seven, I think, of them are like, you know, I'm on board. The human race sucks. Let's ruin it. And then, okay, coming, we'll come back to that in a second. Two people don't want to do that. He's like, okay, you guys are no longer welcome at this meeting. I just leave. What? <laughs> if I'm one of the people who before had said yes, after seeing him make the people who said no leave, I would think, oh, okay, wait, I'm I'm actually on the no camp now. <laughs> this seems like a cult. Are we in a cult? I think we're in a cult now. Well, uh, yeah, okay. That, yes. How do you just let them leave? This plot is a, if, okay, if this plot is true. Yeah. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Who's going to believe them, though? Hey, everybody, there's aliens coming. I played this video game and it said aliens <laughs> are coming. That's true. That's Here's what I think is ridiculous about all these people who think that the aliens coming would be a good thing. They've played this game. So they saw the aliens boil someone alive for getting the theory wrong about the sun. And they're still like, yeah, these aliens could do a better job than we can. What about these aliens makes them think that they could do a better job than people? I, that's a good question. So 
it's hard for me to tell how much of the game is based on the actual alien. Like, I think a lot of it is said to be similar to what they've gone through. Mm-hmm. But he says that they're not, they're not like humanoid, I don't think, necessarily. No, no. So I don't know if the these aliens are actually how they're being represented. But they don't tell, they don't say that to the, these people are just very anti-humans and are right. like, I'm willing to kill them, kill them all at the slightest chance that it might make it something better. But why? Right. It could be a meeting where somebody said, we've figured out a way to cause the sun to expand to the point where it consumes the earth. Are we on board? And five out of seven people said, yeah, the earth sucks. I hate people. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it... That's almost equivalent to this. Because there, there's not... He uses this one metaphor that's, first of all, problematic. <laughs> Which is addressed in the book. Yeah. To convince them. Yeah. He's like, it'll essentially turn us in t- from the Aztecs into uh, the United States, I guess. I was taking that as, we will be eliminated... And the Europeans will be able to use the resources of our planet to create. Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, I was picturing it as more of they'll destroy our culture so that our culture will progress towards a better one. Oh, interesting. I mean, that might be... This might be related to the split that we're learning about in this revolutionary group, Mm -hmm. where it seems like the split, one part of the organization wants just people to get wiped out entirely and the other part wants the aliens to like fix people yeah okay yeah so yeah maybe this is like a reason a good metaphor then for that it just it's not very if who is convinced by this i don't know especially because they don't have any information about these aliens right aside from this game and what this dude has told them and why do they hate the human race so much these are just these are Highly influential people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, can we talk about the shade that he throws at poor people for a second? He's like, yeah, only, we knew only the cool, like, rich people would get it. It's like, poor people can't buy the V-suit, dude. <laughs> Obviously, they're not playing your game on your highly expensive game system. <laughs> this thing costs thousands of dollars. <laughs> and it's the worst game. So bad. If I spent, like, six months of pay on a game, I'm not going to play your stupid right three-body problem. Let me see. Okay. Let's go, let's go to the game since we were, just brought it up. Yeah. So Wang goes through these levels and is... I think there's one point where someone actually says that he's a big deal mm-hmm. because he's done so well in this game. Yeah. has he he's a bystander for 95 percent of this right the one thing that he does which you could argue is a big deal is he he figures out this the idea of the universe that it's this three-body problem Mm -hmm. there's three suns yeah i'm not super impressed by that considering the name of the game is three-body this is he wonderful. doesn't do he doesn't do anything. He watches a computer get built. He yeah, he watches he watches the whole basically the game is him watching a video. The one time he does something is to tell people it's there's three sons. Which is not that No. It would be like if I was playing Super Smart Super Mario and somebody said, Hey, what do you think the guy with the red hat's name is? <laughs> Uh, well, Mario, maybe? <laughs> I don't know, just a guess. Right. Something to do with Mario. <laughs> and then you're famous for being the greatest Mario, Super Mario player in the world. That's right. <sighs> Okay, here's what I think about that, though. That seems really related to Wang in real life, though. Because I don't understand why Wang in real life is being allowed into all these different groups but he gets involved with this military organization and it seems like he's just a bystander for all of these things that are going on and he's being like pushed in these directions by people in the real world 
just like in the game, he's being pushed in these directions by, I don't know, Isaac Newton or people like that. They're just like, hey, come along with me, Wang. Let's go look at this thing. Yeah. And he gets to see something super cool. Yeah. I feel like that's in real life, too. She's like, hey, go talk to this person. And then he does, and it's something crazy. Mm -hmm. But he's not contributing to any of this stuff, really. True. Which I think is something that you said last episode. Yeah. he is he seems like he's being manipulated a lot so it okay it would be very cool if in the last section of this book we learn that there's a reason that he's been pushed through all of these scenarios right because he's like he's not doing anything but he's somehow being sick being singled out he, he even gets singled out at this this meetup this like 300 person meetup it's like why are you why are you singling him out so it would be cool if we got this like payoff in the in the third section of finding out why he's being manipulated. Yeah. The alternative is if he's not being then I'll have some qualms. <laughs> I mean you already have some qualms. Let's yeah, I've already fair. got some qualms. But <laughs> And the other thing is with the game. Oh, I've got so many notes on the game. Okay. Why do people... We, we've talked about this a little bit, but, but I still don't get why this people love this game so much. Let's say, let's say you're the kind of person that would be super into this game. Mm-hmm. You could work on the three-body problem independently from the game. More efficiently than in the game. But everyone is like, yeah, this game's freaking crazy. I love it. The level of detail and information is amazing. And just like the the idea is so is so challenging. It's awesome. Yeah. This is already a, this is just a math problem you could be working on. This is like boring Dark Souls. <laughs> like you don't do it you can't do anything and then you just die. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's math. It's not like sword fighting. It's can you solve this hard math problem? And if not, well, bye. <laughs> right. But actually, it's more like, watch this person not solve this math problem, and you're dead. Right, and you're dead in a horrific way. Yes. The sun lights you on fire. The sun the sun lights you on fire, the world catches on fire, or the world freezes over, the world, everything in the world flies towards the sun... But the world doesn't get destroyed, but everything is... Okay, we need to talk about that. (laughs) The game is trying to present that these civilizations are dying and coming back. If everything on Earth got sucked into the sun, there's... What's coming back? (laughs) Or if suddenly the Earth ripped in half and it became so hot on planet Earth that everything was magma... There's no life on that planet. So, yeah, okay. So I think for that one specifically, they do say that evolution starts over. Okay, I see. Okay, wait. That means that these creatures are different. From the original From the original ones. Yeah. yeah. How do they know about the original one? Good question, Dan. <laughs> Also, why now maybe we're just thinking on too small of time scales. Maybe this has been happening for very, 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 very long. But pres- like it seems like they can also dehydrate. Yeah. In every iteration of this civilization. Right. How unlikely is it that evolution can like creates two different branches that they both have the ability to dehydrate themselves? Pretty unlikely. Super unlikely. It's also... I love the scenes where the world is about to end. Like, there's everything's burning up. And you get a herald run in and be like, Dehydrate, quick! That's not, that's not gonna help. You're... No. <laughs> You're just beef jerky at that point. <laughs> You're gonna burn up faster. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why they do it. So I'm going to guess when you dehydrate, you're not 
you're like in a coma. Oh, so you you dehydrate so that you can just die without pain. <laughs> yeah, you can die without feeling your skin boil off. Maybe. That's got to be it. Yeah. I mean, I would probably. Okay. He, this, this first invitation to this meeting, I th- well, I don't know exactly when this happens, but I think it's around then. He, he like levels up in the game. He gets a call from the administ- some administrator of the game asking for all of his information. In what universe do you give it to them? None. No. This is a, hey, you have a wealthy relative in a foreign country, but he needs your bank account information. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, he's not giving anything, he's not giving a ton away. Like, I think he gives his name, I think he gives his address, and like his employer, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, sure, it's not his bank account or other things, but still no. That's not something that I would post on the internet for any random person right to link back to me he and does, especially it, he does someone... it without question no he does pause but the guy tells him he'll be kicked out of the game right if he doesn't tell him right yeah dude quit that game <laughs> that's a red flag <laughs> yeah wang you're in a cult let's just call this what it is this is a cult for sure. <sighs> okay, I have two two absurd things about the last scene of the game that we see. Okay. And that the scene that I'm talking about is Wang comes back onto this world and there's millions of people. Hundreds of millions. I don't know what the number was, but a crazy amount of people yeah. staring standing there watching these spaceships fly away. Wang's first thought is he's I think he's on he's on like a little hill overlooking everybody he first thinks that everyone these are just a bunch of rocks and then he's like oh wait no those are people's heads they're just packed so densely Wang you're a you're a fucking idiot Wang (laughs) maybe he didn't have his glasses you ever think of that maybe they just look like really hairy rocks just like millions of rocks and what looks like bodies under no no wang i want to stick with the i think they're trisolarians Mm -hmm. are these alien people it took einstein's theory of relativity for them to decide we should leave You mean like it didn't take the hundreds of civilizations dying? Yeah, or the just shitty chaotic periods that happened really randomly for okay, them yeah. to think, we just got to leave. This is a good point because let's say they solve the three-body problem. Mm-hmm. They are still not, they can't do much. They're not preventing these no. disasters. No. They just know when they're going to come. Yeah. It's like, oh, in 10 years, all of us are going to die horribly. Yeah. I mean, maybe they could find a way to, like, maybe they dig a but, civilization underground or something. But, but then it doesn't matter if they can predict it or not. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Just do that. Yeah. Solving the problem doesn't mean anything. Can we also talk about how this is a four body problem? Yeah, I was thinking this, actually, (laughs) because you have their planet as well. Right. Yeah, it's a four-body problem. Unless you're looking at it from the, like... Like the the origin or something? Like the origin is their planet, so the origin wouldn't count in the number of bodies that are moving. I I guess, but their world would be moving with the suns also. Like, it would be gravitating on some, some of the suns and then... Hmm. Maybe, but, or maybe you would use, because like when we consider, we don't really consider the earth's pull on the sun when we look at gravitation. Right. So you could say, I think you could say that this is not a four body problem because they're assuming that the 
world that they're on is negligible. Right. Which I, th- I guess is fair. Right, yeah. So they're just concerned. It would be like if we had two sons, we would need to figure out how those two sons interact with each other because that's the main interaction that would affect where the sons would be relative to us. Right. And so I think they're just trying to figure out how the three sons interact because from what I'm understanding, these three sons are like slingshotting off of each other and going in crazy directions and causing just this insane chaos. So you really just need to figure out what the three sons are doing and then you can figure out how your planet will react right to that but anyway anyway (laughs) but even if you know that okay coming back let's circle back even if you know you've solved it exactly you know when a chaotic season is going to be you still are going to get destroyed or you're going to spend a lot of time underground yeah so just go ahead and spend a lot of time underground right just account for the worst and then live your life (laughs) but i just think it's wild that only once they decided even if they figure it out they'll still probably get gobbled up by one of the sons that is when they decided to leave i would have left so much earlier than that right so i i'm my guess with this is that up until this last scene they had not advanced to the level where that's possible, right? Maybe. Yeah, that might be true. So I th- maybe they just never thought that that would... They, it was never a possibility to leave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I could buy that. I guess. Although, like, how long have there been stories on Earth about aliens? Okay, fair. No, okay, not like the Egyptian period, but probably like at least 150. 100 years and that was before einstein basically once we figured out there were other planets we were like oh there might be aliens out there and once you think that there are aliens well then the next thought is well maybe we can go well it's just yeah yeah, okay yeah let's so let's just say that they have not had the idea to leave because they're not advanced enough to even think that that's possible okay or if they think that or maybe they think that one day, but they're like, we're not even close, so let's not even... Why would you not be trying... Why are you spending 100% of your resources on solving the three-body problem instead of mitigating disaster? Their only, their, their only protection against this is that they can dry themselves out, and they have a bunch of buildings that hold these dried husks up. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, here's a, we need to go back for a brief, a brief second. This is about that first meeting where Wang learns that these people are real. Okay, is that when he learns that they are at Alpha Centauri? No. Okay. Okay. Then let's. I think this is more of just like a meta question with the book because we know as readers that these Trisolarians are at Alpha Centauri, Mm -hmm. which is the closest star to our star. But hold on a minute. (laughs) Did you just hear what I said? (laughs) Yes. How are you going to explain this one? (sighs) Tsushin, how are you going to explain this one? (laughs) I'm talking to you, author Tsushin. So, So I don't know a ton about what stars are nearby us. I know know she says Alpha Centauri. Mm -hmm. But she also says that she came to that realization because of... You're talking about Yi. Yeah, yeah. Yi said this. Because of how quickly the response came. Right. Like seven years or something like that. And she's like, okay, it could only have come from within X amount of light years away. Uh And she says... Only Alpha Centauri is within that distance? Yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, you could maybe come upon the conclusion... <sighs> no. Here's the other thing about it, Luke. Isn't that last thing of the game, they're going to a place that's four light years away. Because their ships can only travel a tenth of the speed of light. Okay. So we know that they're only going somewhere within four light years of their star. 
or I said their star again, four light years <laughs> of their planet. Okay. Do they say how far that they're, they say how far that they're going? Yeah. Like okay. four light years. Okay. Uh, I'm no astrophysicist, but I don't think that there are any three star systems that close to us. And if there were, Wang could easily check that. Right. Yeah. You could figure out where they're from super easily what's going on there's if there's not an explanation for this i'm gonna be pretty miffed well okay so the possible explanation i'm thinking of is that they have tech some form of technology that allows them to communicate faster than these radio waves okay but i don't but she's getting the radio waves and they're yeah. coming in the form of radio waves, so I'm yeah. guessing that that can't be the case. I don't think that's the case. The only, the thing that I'm thinking of as a possible explanation is that maybe the like normal temperatures that they're thinking of are actually much colder. And this three-star system, the stars are separated by much greater distances and times. Okay. So like when we look at them, it do, it looks like it's just one star. But in fact, it's a three-star system that is, like, undergoing really crazy distance, like, long-distance interactions, essentially. Like, the orbits of these three stars are really big and long. So when we look at it, it looks like it's just one star. But in fact, it's a part of a three-star system. Sure. That's... I'm not not even satisfied with that answer. I don't like that answer. The other thing is that... So I don't know... You might know more about... the the actual three-body problem than I do. But I feel like the three-body problem has to exist in a vacuum for it to be like this. You know what I mean? Mm, what do you mean? The, the, three, the three stars mm-hmm. are going on some seemingly chaotic route through space. Mm-hmm. But they're not... Maybe they're just so far away from everything else that they're the only things that they're seeing. But in so there's a three body problem with just, let's say, three objects. Mm -hmm. But they're in the real universe. Yes. So they have to be so far away from everything else that it's literally just a three body problem because everything else is negligible. Yes. I mean, that's how we think about our solar system. Like, the interactions of other stars and planets, we don't really take into account right? when we're calculating things for our solar system. So I think that's probably a reasonable assumption for them to make, too. But it also means that my previous explanation about maybe the orbits are really big, well, then you probably would get other stars or planets influencing the problem as well. Do we also get parts where... And this might be, again, I don't know a ton about astrophysics and that kind of thing. Can the stars be as close to each other as it seems like in this? Like they get a trisolar day? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like no. But then again, Luke, maybe that's the mystery of the three-body problem. Maybe. Maybe. Apparently anything is possible. You can't solve it at all. It's not a... It's not a factor of exactly like you okay (laughs) i know we can't solve it exactly but can we solve it approximately right could we get like a 60 day window yeah plus or minus 60 days or a year window what's the you could get a century window i think this is a key aspect of this there should be some level of approximation we could make. Yeah. Right? Right. Okay. Especially for, it doesn't, let's say chaotic eras and normal eras aren't that big. Like, okay, obviously they're shitty. <laughs> <laughs> but like, let's say we're only looking at these huge events. Like the rip event that happened. Yeah. You could probably get some kind of approximation on those. Maybe? <laughs> Luke and I have no idea. No, no idea. Tell us if we're wrong. Tell us if we're wrong. We'd love to hear it. Just tweet at us. (laughs) Okay. 
I'm going to move on to this this story that Yi Wenji tells towards mm-hmm. the end of this section mm-hmm. of her making contact with these aliens in which she she does this thing that turns the sun into a satellite or amplifier mm-hmm. and then years later gets a response and makes the decision to essentially destroy the world or destroy the human race almost yeah to bring aliens to conquer the human race that's a big that's a big character thing that i know i don't know if we developed her like psycho her her reasoning behind this well enough for me to to appreciate it super well because i don't I don't know if I buy that she is someone that will, she's not like a, okay, I'm not a big superhero, like Avengers guy. She's, this is like Thanos, how do you say it? Thanos, yeah, that's right. This is like a Thanos level plot, right? Yeah. And she comes up with it. She decides to do it immediately. Right. This goes back to the, the thing about the so many people that wanted that are come on board with this. Why does she hate the human race so much? I don't know. I also feel like this was really rapidly put in the chapter where she sent this message because yeah, she had a pretty shitty life for a long time. And then she read some sad books and decided nah, it's not worth saving. Right. She hasn't experienced much of the world, also. Right. She's experienced this cultural revolution. Whatever, I, I don't know what she experienced. Before. Like, I don't know if she studied abroad before that or not. Whatever. <laughs> but she's, and, and it's, I, I can't quite tell what her reaction, why, what she's reacting to. Is she reacting by saying that the, the human race needs to be conquered is she reacting to the Cultural Revolution? Is she reacting to the people that cut down all these trees that she was a part of? Yeah, well, I feel like she's reacting to her understanding of humanity as a whole. And her experience of humanity as a whole is the Cultural Revolution. And she references Silent Spring. Right. Well, which, we should also talk about Silent Spring... She's upset that people are destroying the eco, the ecosystem. And Silent Spring is about the fact that people use this pesticide that caused a lot of birds to die. So she decides, and by she, I mean Yang. It's difficult when there's a character right. named she and Yang. Or Yi, sorry. Yi decides to have aliens come to conquer humans. And so instead of humans being the ones causing the birds to die, she is calling aliens and the humans then are potentially going to become the birds. Well, and presumably this isn't the aliens conquering is not going to just affect humans. (laughs) Right. Like the birds probably aren't going to make it out of this one unscathed. (laughs) Let's be real. This is why I just think I... I don't get where her motivation is coming from. And maybe we'll maybe we'll hear more of it. Mm, yeah, maybe. It's just like you I have trouble having a character that essentially wants to end humanity and not give a reason. Yeah, at least the reason isn't super well developed. Right. From our perspective, we don't have a good understanding of what her motivation is, aside from the fact that war is bad. And she read books about how people are violent to each other sometimes. But has she been to a Six Flags? <laughs> no, no Six Flags. Because if she'd been to a Six Flags, Luke, I think she might have not hit that button. I think that's fair to say. Or we'll just talk a water park. Any... <sighs> Yeah, she's stuck she's stuck in this tower doing her work doing her research. It's like fuck the world. <laughs> Come on. She doesn't even know that David Busters exists. 
Okay, to be fair, I don't I've, like, I've, I don't like David yeah, Buster's. I'm, I'm not really into David Buster's either. <laughs> Terrible example, Dan. <laughs> no! Burn it all down. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, if, if let's say you get approached by this person and it's like, hey, I've spent my life stuck in this tower and I just think that the world needs to end. Can you, do you agree? No, 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 don't, don't do it. But she's convinced a decent amount of people. <sighs> okay. Um, I mean, back in my hometown, Luke, there's a water park called Sunsplash. Okay. It's a magical place. Sounds like it. Spent spent a lot of summers there. Rent out Sunsplash for a day. Oh, yeah. Problem solved. That's definitely true. Just take her out on a nice... Hey. You know, take ye, her on a vacation. Ye, have you ever been sailing along the Italian coastline? <sighs> Get some nice wine. A little pizza. Get some pizza. <laughs> Luke knows the, the pizza from Italy very well. It's great. Come on, let's go out sailing. Look at that water. Beautiful. Now, to be fair, people didn't make that. They made the boat. Okay. But but they didn't make Italy. Okay, the other thing... <laughs> fair point. They did make the pizza, though. But... <laughs> the other thing is, she's been living outside of this research facility for, I don't know how many years, mm. but a while, mm-hmm. right? And she still believes in this cause. So she has not, she has not regained faith in humanity. No. It's just, she's, we, we, we get the scene of her, you know, she has a daughter, the daughter dies, but she has a daughter, she, she's out, you know, here playing with kids, and just like, you guys, I'm going to fucking murder you. <laughs> no, I think she thinks she's doing the right thing for them, because I don't think she thinks... I don't think Yi thinks that all the children are going to die, which is why she's upset at Pan. Okay. I think she thinks, I think Yi thinks that the aliens are going to come make life way better for people. I think, I think Yi envisions people as like wild dogs. And aliens as coming to domesticate us. Aliens coming to put collars on us and take us to the groomers and give us nice little beds to sleep in. I think that's how Yi envisions the aliens coming. Okay. And they're going to conquer us. Like, we're not going to have freedom anymore, but we don't deserve it, I think is Yi's perspective. Like, we, when we can do whatever we want, we just destroy stuff. Okay. Fair. Which, kind of fair. But she's, we get the scene of this guy who has an army of 30 million people. Yeah. I don't know if that's an improvement. No, it doesn't seem like their culture is that much different from Well, okay, that is in the video game. Yeah. Right. But presumably some of this is based off of... When they have that meeting... Pond says that they actually made a computer like mm-hmm. this. So it seems like a lot of it is... Right. And they've been communicating back and forth. Mm-hmm. So they know a decent amount about this. Yeah. These aliens. Here's the other thing. Just a brief aside about the translation. They tell this joke about the soldiers and how this general tries to tell his soldiers to march right, left, right, left, but they can't do it. And so he instead has them wear a cloth shoe and a straw shoe and says cloth, straw, cloth, straw instead. I'm sure that's hilarious in the original Chinese. I didn't get the joke. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's just the joke or if it's more, it's or if it's funnier in Chinese or not. Because assume- I, I kind of get it. It's like they're really dumb and this guy had this funny way to fix it it's not that funny okay okay fair enough 
But I think that was just a... I think it was a problem with the translation. Okay, maybe. Because maybe it was, like, the words sounded similar in... Like, maybe in Chinese, cloth and straw sound very similar to the words for right and left. Okay, maybe. That's, this is, I'm just working on my, on right. my guess here. Tweet, tweet at us. Yeah. To explain the joke to us. Please. <laughs> this is going to be... T- this is something that I had earlier in my notes that I forgot about. So we're going to go back a little bit. Okay. To... The reason that this research base is commissioned is they have identified certain areas to ha- that they want to advance in. The one that this is for is reaching out to aliens. They're like, you know, other countries are doing this. We need to make sure we are doing it too. The other categories are like, Room for advancement in physics, biology. Uh, I forget the other one. I think there's three. Those are broad. Those are very broad. (laughs) And this one is sending messages to aliens. (laughs) And it's one of the main categories. Lump that into physics. (laughs) Here's the other... Okay. These are not specific enough. <laughs> you need research topics, okay? You can't just say, go study physics for me, and I expect a breakthrough. <laughs> but also, if one of my categories is contact with aliens, what is that even... How do you hire people to do that? <laughs> hey, do you have experience... Speaking other languages? <laughs> oh, you do? How about alien languages? Yeah. <laughs> no! Can we also talk about... There's So they, they have this... I guess it's a committee or something that comes up with the letter to send the aliens. <laughs> I love that... Okay, so the, the first draft, terrible. Yeah. Not a great... Just a bad choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the second draft is like pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So first off, thank God for whoever was like, no. <laughs> thank God for whoever vetoed that. But I thought that we get that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why even tell us the first draft? Why tell us the first draft? Like, sure, there was a first. Let's say in this story there was a first draft. I, I kind of appreciate this part of it, actually. I thought it was funny. I appreciate that we get the first draft. Because it doesn't add anything to the story. I don't think. No. <laughs> well, it was just some guy who they were like, yeah, write up something. We'll figure it out later. And he's like, this is my shot. I'm going to be the one who writes the letter to the aliens. He spends like weeks before preparing, goes through like a bunch of drafts himself, and then gets up in front of the committee and says, all right, here is what I want to send to the aliens. And he reads it, and they're just, no! (laughs) Do you want us all killed? No! I love it. And then he quits. (laughs) And he quits to go study this super specific field of biology. How how great of a prank is this that somebody's pulling on ye? A great one. Oh, I hope that's how it ends. It's the same person that's pulling the prank on Wang. Wang. Yeah. With the time on the camera. And so she forms this giant organization based on a weird signal she got from transmitted that seemed like it was coming from the sun. I could see it. Especially because they lied to her about the purpose of that place for so long. Right. Who's to say that they actually told her what it was doing? Which, by the way, their lie was to create, like, a long-range microwave. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded useful to me. <laughs> I think so, too. Okay. Let's move past that. <laughs> but, yeah, they could... I mean, unlikely that this is a prank. But I want it to. But be, it'd be a, such a good prank. It'd be a great. It'd be a great twist for this book. All right. Well, we're gonna find out 
<laughs> hopefully if it was a prank although there are two more books right this is a series <laughs> so we'll see we've already heard luke give some judgment about the book i'm gonna reserve some judgment my review until our next episode when I, we wrap up right i think there's ways we've laid out that this could be this could actually be cool and a very good book in my mind yes but we're gonna have to wait and see mm-hmm. so stay tuned for more hot takes and dumb nerds <laughs> <laughs>